Well, Sol, you said we'd be back. And here we are. It's part two of our look at the Terminator franchise. Last week, for anybody who hasn't listened to it yet, we did the Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And uh, that's the good bit of Terminator done. This week, we're looking at the next three films in the franchise. And joining us as last week is Gareth Allen. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm Alan. And of course, all, as always, is Sol. Oh, God. What's a quote from one of the new ones? Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't remember anything at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you probably should, because this is going to be a bit crap without it. Um, so, today we're jumping straight in to Terminator 3. Rise of the Machines, is that what it's called? I'm going to have to check. It is what it's called, yeah. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. It had been years since uh, James Cameron had made Terminator 2 and changed Hollywood forever. But, and I mean... he'd moved on. Not significantly longer than the gap between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, so, you know. We, we, we didn't talk about that last week. It was quite a long gap, wasn't it? It was seven years between the first and second, and then it's 12 years... Between this, the second and third, yeah. So why, why such? Well, I suppose question is two separate questions, isn't it? But why the gaps? I don't know, but my guess would be James Cameron wanted to do something else, and studios were willing to let him, uh, were willing to wait for him to make a sequel if they were going to do it. He wanted to get the well, technology right, didn't he? But well, you know, it was it was a different time. You know, you make a Terminator; it's a little low budget, bigger hit than you expect, and you move on. And then, like, eventually someone goes, do you know what, this is getting a cult hit enough to be a sequel. Didn't make things for sequels back then, really. So it wasn't quite as sort of urgent. And then he was doing The Abyss, and and he's kind of Mm. created the technology that he needed to do Terminator 2 the way he wanted. However, after Terminator 2 into 3, sequel mentality was more of a thing, wasn't it? So it is kind of weird that they left such a big gap between that one and this one. Terminator 3, but I think that probably is because they wanted James Cameron to come back and he was mm. like, eh, maybe, yeah. So how involved is he in this film? He's, he's not, is he? He was completely uninvolved with uh, all of these films we're about to talk about. Terrific. If only I could have been. <laughs> <laughs> so who did make Terminator 3 then? Well, the director's Jonathan Mostow. <clears throat> I expected to find because this felt like such a TV level uh, of film uh, that I was expecting this guy to be a TV director that they just picked up, and he's not. He's like a film guy, but just shit films. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. odd because it just this watching this. My big takeaway from this was like this felt like a TV show. I just imagine a room with with someone either Harvey Weinstein or someone like him saying, <laughs> "Let's have a sexy Terminator." <laughs> and that's basically what this film is. It's Cubby Broccoli. <laughs> yeah, it was Cubby Broccoli, wasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it it's just a sorry film, isn't it? It really is. There's no story left to tell. That's your first hurdle to overcome. They don't even try and overcome it. Mm. They kind of they kind of rewrite stuff, but not quite. It's it's more or less what we already knew was going to happen. So long as you don't buy that they um, did save the universe at the end of the second film. So it's kind of a course correction for the franchise in that they have to undo that. 
But even ignoring all that, it it's just it doesn't play out in a remotely interesting way. It, it's done mm. in the most boring, bland fucking way. There were there were a few times be. where I tried to, you know, make sense of the timeline and well, hang on a minute, that happened then, so this happens now, and what, and and I didn't get more than five seconds into that before I thought, oh fuck it, I don't care, and yeah. I just I couldn't bring myself to even get angry about it. Uh, yeah, just, well, just, well, I I mean, I think. I think it works if you get into like alternate timelines and shit. And I did look up a Terminator timeline myself and then decide I couldn't be asked reading it. <laughs> um, so I think I had a similar approach to you. But it's just uh I mean so let's let's talk about the characters. Basically every character in this is in some way disappointing. <laughs> uh, Nick Stahl is a terrible John Connor. Well, oh, we, yeah. we sort of briefly mentioned this last time. John Connor, in general, is a really bad protagonist. He's very difficult to root for. In every every one of these films, he's 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 a bit of an arsehole. And especially in this film, he's just a, he's just wet, isn't he? Well, there's nothing to him. Like yeah. they at least James Cameron gave him personality in the previous film. He went he sat down and thought, right, what's his character? Okay, well this makes sense here, and I guess he'd be like this, and this'll be endearing enough, and you can forgive him for that. Mm. And he's got flaws here. Terminator three, what is he? He's just a fucking he's just a bland nothing. None of them are anything. Not there's well, no character other than, development here. Well, no, no... Be, uh, yeah, other than Edward Furlong, I'll give him some credit. I think the second. And film I mean, does in this film, out. sorry, in Terminator. Oh right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, completely. The, all, all the other characters are completely bland and nothing. Yeah, as no, well. I agree. There's nothing to any of them. The only one who's approaching any sort of personality at all is the Terminatrix. <laughs> now that mm. that alone is. Uh, a questionable name, isn't it? The TX. Yeah. <laughs> Do they actually um, call? It? I know. I know. John Connor refers to as Terminatrix, but I, th- I assume that was him being kind of witty. It's not. Well, it's not their official name, is it? It's a TX, yeah, it's TX. which I just assumed stood for Terminatrix because I have seen it's it referred to. Terminator. I've seen it. I've referred seen it referred to, to that in the Terminatrix yes. on a number of wikis and things. Mm. But yeah, hopefully that is just a joke name because if not, it's uh, ugh. But, I mean, right, there, there's your problem. Terminator 2, perfect example of a sequel. They escalate the stakes. Yes. They they send a villain back that's far more imposing, far more dangerous than the villain from the first film. So, you've got to keep, you've got to keep escalating the stakes, haven't you? So and that's the thing, she's that? not, is she? she she's she is an not... inferior design, the, 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 blatantly. The, the T-1000 in Terminator 2 is by far the most... Technolo- technologically advanced, fearsome machine in all of these films, and 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 I just think to, uh, throughout the rest of these films, I think to myself, why don't they just send another one of those liquid ones? Because well, that was obviously a lot better than this one. I I mean this this Terminator is arguably more technologically advanced, but the design isn't as good. It no. they, they you know they just because it's a woman soul, you fucking sexist. <laughs> <laughs> they fix up. Well, T one thousand was a woman sometimes. Uh, they fixed something that wasn't broken. They they've um, they've overcomplicated it. It's it's Apple fucking about with the audio headphone jack on the iPhone all over again. <laughs> is this a is this a stupid question? But why don't they just send like four hundred of them back in time? <laughs> yeah, that's how they should have done it. Terminator three should have been all right. We'll send three liquid Terminators, Terminators after you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or send send the Terminator back to. 
like 30,000 BC and Dinosaur just kill all days. the humans. Or, or send like a giant liquid Terminator back and it's like the blob. <laughs> Come on, Sol, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what we get is uh, a woman uh, Terminator who takes the form of someone who is not an actor. Uh, by the looks of it. <laughs> well, that's it. They revert back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger approach. Well, exactly. I mean, you don't have to be a great actor, do you? But, but, but yes, she's obviously there for her looks. She is. A, she was a model, but she she did have acting experience. She'd done a lot of TV stuff and bits and pieces. Okay. Yeah. I had a look on her IMDb actually, and it was uh, all this. You know, when it says like personal quotes and stuff like that on IMDb, and they were all talking about how being in this film was going to change your life, and everyone was telling her like. You know, you're not you're not gonna be able to walk down the street uh, without you know people recognizing you and stuff like that. And I just think, oh, wonder how that works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's just look. I get like a woman Terminator, great, but do they have to make her like all sexy in that? Like, I'm totally fine with the scene where she looks at a billboard and then she makes her boobs go bigger because she's trying to like. Manipulate men or whatever. Like I'm fine with well, that. She doesn't manipulate him. She fucking kills him. Well, yeah. She doesn't need to have bigger boobs. She just needs to pull his head. Well, that off as his well. Shoulders. It doesn't really work, does it? Because because <laughs> she makes them bigger, but then he, the guy looks down as if he's going like whoa, and it's like, well, <laughs> she's still like a normal human woman. The the problem is that they just their attempts at like giving her personality a shit. The way she keeps going, I like your bike. I like that. It's like, well, why she suddenly got this weird Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator was just perfunctory. It was just straight to the point. Give me this. Get out. Robert Patrick's Terminator was like the bare minimum amount of personality to blend in. in society. And so he'd turn on little bits of charisma when interacting with people, but it was just in a very organic, this is what people are like kind of way, and it's done really well. With her, it's just like, oh, oh, do you want to see my big gun? It's like, oh, for God's sake. The worst part is when she shoots a, a mad cat lady at the vets, and she has to taste her blood to do a DNA test to see yeah. if it's the person she's after. But she does it in a kind of yeah, uh, sexy, sexy, sexy ice cream finger kind of way. And yeah. then she realizes it's she realizes she's got John Connor's blood, and she gets excited. Tell me, wouldn't get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. make sense, does it? Doesn't really. Yeah. I tell you what. Let's let, let me let me give you a couple of things that I liked. So I like the time travel effect, the time ball thing. I that yeah, was, the special that was effects in this film this are, are, are mostly good. It's nice to yeah. see all this stuff finally realised with. Um, re- well, not really good effects. Actually, some of the CGI is a bit shit. No, but that was good. That was a good effect. I liked it when I liked it when she was in the back seat of the police car, punched a hole through the copper's chest, and steered the car through his thorax. That was good. I, uh, <laughs> Even that was like that's not the most efficient way of doing that situation. Not that's, really. That's... Not really. Um, I, but yeah. in, in all seriousness, I tell you what I did like. Probably my favourite scene was the the action, the, the chase scene with the crane. I thought it was a really good set piece. It's obviously preposterous, but but I thought that was really well well put together. That was see, I I was just bored by all that, but that's because oh, I enjoyed that. I don't really like action, but also this did sort of fall into that 
slightly uncanny valley category of this sort of period, 2003, Mm. where, and this is top-notch cutting-edge CGI stuff, but it's just not quite good enough now. And there was just these, like, usually it's good, most of it's good, it's a lot of practical stuff, but then you see these little moments of CGI, and it's like, ooh, and, like, someone, you know, someone gets thrown through a a door or something, and it's like, oh, that's a CGI person. Well, yeah, it's it's a shame. Because you watch the second film now and you're still, like, thrilled by the effects. It's still like, wow, you know, look at what they've done. Whereas this one, you're right, it's just like, uh, just all computers, well, it, 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 was this, it was this period where it was like, well, we can do anything with CGI, mm. but they couldn't yet. Like, now they can. They didn't anything. stop to ask if they should. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. It's, it's like they let Skynet make the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's a good point. Well, I've got a question for you, Gareth. Mm. Now I know about this time you were working for Carphone Warehouse. You were at the height of uh, mobile phone technology. <laughs> at that point, could you connect to the internet by making dial-up noises down a phone? <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible? No, Is that possible? I don't think that was quite possible. Do you, I think we were still on WAP sites. Do you remember WAP? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really niche reference for other uh, members of the mobile phone community of the early 2000s. Well, uh, I mean, you don't know. Did she dial a special number? That Oh, no, actually, that wouldn't make any sense. Cause, well, yeah. She just made the noises with her mouth. She went, <laughs> and it connected to the internet in her eyes. Bling, 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 bling. On a car phone. <laughs> oh, guys, uh, I've just uh, doubled my signal. so what yeah that was a bit weird also was she controlling other cars via the internet or just no with her little her little blue finger poker she so she put the blue finger poker into a machine and it would control it remotely somehow so that's how she had the other cars chasing when she was in the truck well yeah but she's got little nano she like she she's got the t1000 she's like both terminators smushed together so She's got little liquid terminators that she can just put in the car and they'll run around like fucking with everything. I I I don't they'd have to be really fucking strong little nanobots, but it, mm. it conceivably you could do that if you put enough of them into the car. Con- what are you talking not- about, Sol? Conceivably. What you, you, it's all made up. <laughs> it's like talking yeah. about Doctor Who and asking whether or not that's realistic. No. Well, no, it's sci- sci- sci-fi, isn't it? Science fiction, not fantasy. Yeah. Like, it, that's, yeah, but, that's but you're the asking how many world. nanobots would you need to actually control a vehicle? That's what it you're asking. how strong it? they are. Well, yeah, exactly. There are some unknowables here. Yeah, but my point is nanobots could conceivably take control of another machine. Right, okay. That's not, like, preposterous. That's That's... I'm defending <laughs> this bullshit film, I'm saying. It sort of sounds world. preposterous. Yeah, it's well, fine. Let me let me tell you something else I didn't like about this film. The the attempts at humour. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. when he puts on the, the stripper's glasses. Talk to the hand, talk honey. To the hand. <laughs> yeah, didn't like <laughs> that. The thing is, like, even an emotionless robot can tell those Elton John glasses are a bit gay. And he, he can't have that. <laughs> so But he still tries them on. He still has to put them on to make sure that they don't look right, and he can somehow see himself. And then goes. Would have been great if he just put them on, and then he'd just been wearing them for the rest of the film. Yeah, Yeah, would have been. It would have been a better film, (laughs) or at least had them on long enough to like have them, you know, knocked off his head or something. 
But it's not that kind of film. All the characters are too self-aware. Have you seen the have you seen the cut scene, the deleted scene from this film, the infamous scene that explains why the Terminator has an Austrian accent? No. No. Oh my god. Right, there is a there is a scene that thankfully was deleted from the final cut where they're looking at all the military robots and things that are being designed and uh there, there's a video with Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a military guy. They're like, "This is the guy who was selected for our, for our, you know, robotics uh, program. Mm. He's one of our top soldiers, and he's there, like, hey guys, it's it's, it's me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hi, I'm Chief Master Sergeant William Candy. I was honored to be selected by CRS in the ongoing effort to save American lives." I'm a, I'm really excited to be the new robot. And then, is that actually uh, him doing the voice? Or is it I like think dubbed he's dubbed in? in, from what I remember. Okay. <laughs> but then uh, someone goes, oh, he's perfect, but we'll have to do something about the voice. And then... There's a little like there's a little bald man in the in the room sat at a chair and he's dubbed in by Arnold Schwarzenegger and he says we can fix it. <laughs> See that sounds funny. That sounds like that, could be good. <laughs> that sounds funnier than talk to the hand. <laughs> it, look, it's not a bad gag, but it's so out of place in the world of Terminator, and that's the problem, right? I the humor in this film, it's not that it's even awful. It's just so tonally out of place with everything else about this film, the franchise. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it all feels just off balance, off off key. Yeah. Also, Claire Danes is a rubbish actor. Well, uh, have you ever seen her in anything good? I, I remember she was in that Romeo I've... and Juliet with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Which I, I, I honestly don't know if I've ever Romeo seen her in anything else. But yeah, that was a long I mean, time ago. I mean, you just said Romeo and Juliet, so I guess I've seen her in that. But she's in she's in she's in Homeland, which is a big TV program that I've never seen, so I, d- I don't know anything about that. But uh, I've seen her in Me and Orson Welles. Apparently, don't remember her. I've seen her in Stardust. Apparently, don't remember her. Uh, I've seen her in The Hours. Apparently, don't remember her. There's a, there's a pattern here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone in this film is weak. Arnold Schwarzenegger is acting circles around everyone in this film. <laughs> and that should never happen. <laughs> so let me ask you about a, a time timeline problem that you might have thought about more than me. All right. So the term the TX has been sent back to kill not John Connor but to kill all these other leaders. And in the first yeah. ten minutes of the film, she's knocking them off. She kills three or four of them. Why? Why doesn't that change anything? Well, it does. It gets uh, the apocalypse back on track. Is that <laughs> yeah, fair enough? <laughs> <laughs> This film ends with the end of the world. One of the few positives is that that I have and from, is that I and, like and I suppose they... from Skynet's point perspective, that is a positive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair point, Salt. Thank you. Wish I'd asked you yesterday. <laughs> I might have enjoyed the film a bit more. <laughs> but that, that that is why she's sent back, though, isn't it? She's sent back to get the end of the world happening again because it. They'd, no, like, but the, it the end of the world happening. must have happened. Otherwise, she couldn't have been sent back. Oh, my head hurts again. Yeah, I agree. This yeah, is ridiculous. Never quite gets to grips with the consequences of their actions. Yeah, doesn't work, does it? It's bullshit. We're expected to buy that. It's just coincidence that he happened to break into that vet on that day. Yeah, and the the Terminator just happens to find his blood. Like it's just all by chance that there's a very annoying idea that like 
stuff is fated to happen in this film. They get into the idea of fate in a in a way beyond like, oh, it's you know what's happened is written. This gets into the idea of like, it's my destiny. Yeah, yeah, and that I do not like that. The the idea that oh, well, we kissed like the night before the first Terminator came, and sorry, yeah. the second Terminator, and and we. We we're here now, and we were always meant to end up together because now we're going to fall in love and have little resistance fighter babies. And oh, there was also a, there was also that whole bit with like, oh, my fiance. I don't know if I'm really that, but oh, he's dead. That's good. That's fine. Mm, mm. Sorts that out. That's handy. I can fall in love with you now. I forgot Arnold Schwarzenegger was as big a part of this film as he is. In my in my memory, he was just like a little cameo. Like he appeared yeah. and said, "Hey guys, it's me," and then he left again. <laughs> so there is some plot going on here. I never quite grasped it, and they they end up running away to what they think is going to be able to destroy, uh, stop Skynet, but actually, it's just her dad sent them to a bunker so that they would survive. But I don't know. It was just never quite grasped. It. So we have this big thing at the end where they're like, "Oh my god, wait, this isn't Skynet," and I was just like, oh, "I don't know what you're doing anymore. I can't." I, I, I have We're supposed to believe that, that John Connor is now is now the leader of the resistance and has, has, has morphed. Like his arc during this film is that he's now this brave leader, and he's not. He's still just a tedious, nervous shit. Because it, yeah, there's that big scene where they go, "Who's they go? Who's in charge there?" And he goes, "I am." And it's just like, hang on, what about this woman? Because she's done a lot know, more yeah. than you have in this whole journey. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so you're going to have a vote. Her. Why don't you do what she says? Oh, what about the what about the person on the other side of the radio who's obviously got some military rank? <laughs> Look, what really pissed me off though is that John Connor has gone from being quite a savvy little kid to being a total fucking moron. Yeah, he cannot grasp the most basic fucking concepts in this film. Uh, uh, he keeps having to ask Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator all this stuff about what you look the same as another robot. What you you come off an assembly line or something? Yeah, he's a robot. <laughs> You know this. Your mum spent like however many years of your life drilling this into you. You like I, if he if he just thought it was all bullshit and then like ignored it. Fair enough, but he didn't. Arnie just doesn't quite have any charm in this either, does he? To say he's still in good guy mode, it should work. It's just it's just so lifeless, and he's just he's obviously not mm. interested, and they're not giving him anything to work with. Do you know what you got paid? No, uh, I'm, no, no idea. $30, 30 million dollars plus twenty percent of the profits. Thirty million dollars then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, could, I, I don't think they were selling many Terminator Three lunchboxes. It's not even bad enough to be like. It's almost more offensive that it's so bland and just nothingy. It is just like you said. It's like TV. It's like low end American TV drama. I take a little exception to your two your your two attitude towards TV. There's some great TV. I, yeah, I, now I sort of there know is. What you're trying to say Not in 2003. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're trying to say here, but but I think it's it's just insipid, isn't it? It's just nothing no, no. To no it. I, I, I'm, it's a different look. I'm with it's you. Like I, it's, I, it's, the, it's actual visual of it. It's like it's a sort of cheap, shiny look to it. Yeah, the, the right film. This is like a this is like a Fox drama rather than an HBO show. That, that's kind of <laughs> what we're getting at. And wow. and like you say, it's 2003 television that we're kind of talking about. TV's had a bit of a renaissance in in recent years, and it's become a lot better. 
TV's great now, but uh, <laughs> well, shall we um, shall we rank this and and you know move on? Yeah. <laughs> this this do you want to know something sad, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Upsetting. This was the first Terminator film I ever saw. Oh my god. <laughs> Although maybe that's nice, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's the correct order to watch the first three films. Three, one, two. So you kind of each one's better than the last. <laughs> <laughs> well, did it make any more sense to you when you watched it without the three? No, but but I I actively didn't want to watch the first two because this one was so shit. I had to be <laughs> like basically forced into it by the the friends family that I mentioned in mm-hmm. the previous episode. And I remember going into the first Terminator very skeptically and sort of coming round to it by the end. But yeah, it's just it's just bland. It's just bland. Nothing mm. of any interest happens. The one bit of credit I'll give it is that they embrace such a dark ending of it's the apocalypse and they're just kind of like, yeah, it's the end of the world, isn't it? Mm. Deal with it. Thanks for coming. Enjoy your popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really have much else to say. It's shit. Five out of ten. Five. Well, I, I'm going to give it three. And yeah. I just, I, 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 to be honest, I, I'm not really sure where those three points are coming from. Like I said, there was a couple of scenes. I liked, the, I liked the, a couple of the action scenes were okay. But I'm saying okay, not great. So, you know, three. Well, I gave it a, a four, which I also thought was quite generous. So, mm. uh, so I mean, that, that put a, a nail in the coffin of the franchise. And they basically decided they had to do a complete overhaul and a reboot uh, five yep. years on. And so they came back with Terminator Salvation. I am just skipping over the Sarah Connor Chronicles here because I've never seen it. I don't think you guys have. Um, no, seen <laughs> and I think that was always very much a kind of side thing. I don't think it's meant to really be part of the proper stuff. So yeah, Terminator Salvation. Now, fuck me. This was... A disappointment. Because this was the first... I'd seen the first two by this point. So I was a fan yeah. of the series now. And I, I remember being able to anticipate this film, watch the trailers. And I, I remember the trailers being alright. Because, you know, it, I wasn't sure about the idea of a whole film set in the future. I didn't really like that idea. Because Terminator, for me, it's all about... that. You've got to have a time travel element in there. And they bring it back to a human relatable story and the idea of just doing post-apocalyptic craziness that's a completely different franchise surely but fine you know post-apocalyptic robot film that sounds like it could be fun it's a different it's a different genre isn't it it's a completely different film and uh this this was positioned as the first in a, a new trilogy so they were really all in on it they hired christian bale as john connor i was very happy about that uh, he's a great actor. Like, yeah, much know? better than the last film. They hired Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, I love her. She's brilliant. Um, they got Danny Elfman in to do the music, and they got they got premier director McGee. <laughs> so, so we were. I mean, everyone was really happy. Now, McGee. I think I'm kind of programmed to hate him because he called himself McGee. <laughs> yeah, which that's, is obviously that's a decision. A cunt thing to do, but. <laughs> Yeah, but McGee, like I have to say, he can construct a nice action sequence. He's, I think, he he's can. a great visual director at the very yeah. least. Well, he he was a music video director before this. So yeah. Well, well, what else has he done? All I know is he did the Charlie's Angels films. He made a it? load of he made a load of music videos for um, very Sublime. respectable 
you know, artist. Pretty Fly for a White Guy, he did that one. Yeah, yeah, the, they're like quite iconic videos, I think, um, mm. for the most part. And then he did Charlie's Angels, I think, off the back of that. And I haven't seen those films. Uh, I, I've or, or, seen them. I think I saw them when they came out. And my memory is they were like pop videos. Yeah. yeah. We're, well, we're covering them quite soon. Yeah, so yeah. So I won't get into, into it that. too much. But um, I don't think they were particularly well acclaimed for their plotting and their character and characters and what have you. And then he did this, I think. He did something called We Are Marshall in between, which I haven't seen. Mm. I remember then, when this film was announced, as a, as a Terminator fan, despite the third film, I was still a fan, and I remember when this was announced, thinking, oh, Christian Bale, okay, that'd be good. McGee? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but that was my impression of him having watched Charlie's Angels. But you don't yeah. have to know who he is or what he's made before. He's called McGee, and you think, well, he's a cunt, There's a, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But but that's but like the, the guy can put together action sequences. There's some beautiful stuff in this, like the helicopter yeah, crash so. bit where it kind of goes into the helicopter and all that. Oh, God. Well, it's, that, it's that seamless. bit... It's seamless. It's nice. There's a handful of action set pieces that are just astonishingly well-crafted, yeah. And that's the thing. This film, the action works. And that's why the trailers were quite promising from what I remember. Because you just got glimpses of action and, you know, then there'd be a giant Terminator ominously and it would cut to black and all that sort of stuff. You'd be like, oh, wow. But what McGee seemingly can't do is uh, characters, acting, dialogue, story, <laughs> narrative, all, all, the, all that stuff. <laughs> so... <laughs> don't need those. So the film didn't really work. Uh, and and we also had the inclusion of a whole load of uh, pretty shite actors in the mix. It's been long enough since Anton Yelchin died that I can lay into him again now. Like, See now, shit. yeah, I remember you slagged him off before, and then you felt bad oh. about it. So, <laughs> which which film what? did you slag him off? For? I slagged him off when we did our Star Trek episode, and then he uh, died. Yes, he died, I think, before the edit came out, so I think we might have cut all of me slagging him off, because he's yeah, shit. Really, yeah. <laughs> I was, it was very close to when he just died. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, That's unusually respectful of you two. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I think we're talking like the week or two after he died, and people didn't necessarily know that we'd recorded it you know, in advance, and so it was just me going, oh, he's shit, I hate him. But he is shit. <laughs> I've never seen him do a good performance in anything, and I've seen his little indie stuff as well as his big blockbuster stuff. He's shit. And he has a habit of doing big blockbuster roles. Now, to give him some credit, to be fair to him, it's not like Michael Bean set a particularly high bar for that <laughs> character either. So whatever. I don't, I don't have the vociferous hate that you seem to have. I think he's... No, I'm 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 indifferent. I, I'm not going to defend him, but but I certainly don't have well, a visceral reaction to him. Talking about indifference towards mediocrity, uh, this was part <laughs> of the the Sam Worthington boom of 2009. <laughs> Remember him? <laughs> what? Yeah, Sam Worthington. I, I I all the way through. I, I'm thinking, who's this guy? It's not Jeremy Renner. It's the other one. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That, Sam Worthington. Thank you. Yes, him. Yeah, I, I I was thinking. Oh, it's not Jai Courtney, is it? That's not till the next one. Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that one one of my thoughts uh, on watching this film was that there was kind of too many things going on. There was too many plot lines. Yeah. That weren't really being given well, weight. And first then I of found a trilogy, out, wasn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. There's definitely some loose ends there. But then mm -hmm. I also found out when I was reading about it, they they approached Christian Bale to play the role of Marcus, which is the Sam Worthington role, and he decided he wanted to play John Connor. He and went, so they no! Went and, 
<laughs> no, so they went back. no, no. <laughs> and uh, they, so they did loads of rewrites to pump up the role of John Connor so that it was worthy of him. So that's why there's all this John Connor stuff that doesn't really work. And well, that explains like it because my my biggest problem with this film is that you know again John Connor is a bit of a dick, but more than that, it's it's like, who is the protagonist of this film? Is it Marcus? Is it John Connor? It, it just exactly, I don't exactly. I don't who we're supposed to be rooting for. It feels confusing. But it's that supposed to be that. it's supposed to be about Marcus. He's the central figure. But then yeah. you've got this John Connor story. So it was supposed to be like John Connor was going to turn up at the end. It would have been like some relatively unknown actor right. just going, "Oh, hello, I'm John Connor." Have you saved the day again? It's the wrong decision, frankly, because John Connor, I think adult John Connor should be shrouded in mystery. I know we've seen him as a kid mm. now, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like him as that resistance fighter should be like, you don't get to him. You, 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 you get like, you know, it's like you never, you don't get to the president on shows like Veep. It just, yeah. it doesn't, you don't buy him as this like mythical resistance fighter leader that he's mm. supposed to be because you're just there and it's like, oh, is that it? It's just Christian Bale. He seems very bland and uncharismatic, actually. I don't really buy yeah. that he'd uh, command the respect of all these men like this. This is Well, and he's, he's not in charge, is he? I mean, yeah, he's he's being told what to do by, by his superiors. So how, at the end of the last film, we, he was saying he was in charge, and evidently he's not. Yeah, I don't know. Was it ever explained? I don't know. It doesn't really no. make sense, does it? I have got, I've got some more quiz questions, uh, one oh, of no. which is relevant here. So shall we do, shall we do a, a John Connor quiz? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How many actors have played John Connor Ooh. in the films only? In the films okay, only. So there's, okay, so there's definitely one in the Terminator in that opening sequence. Yeah, there's uh, there's Edward Furlong. Edward there Furlong. Is, there's a little kid who plays Edward Furlong in a in a flashback. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably an adult John Connor in Terminator Two as well. There is. Yes. Um, there is there's a there's a flash forward in Terminator Two and he's played by a guy called a guy called Michael Edwards and I thought I'll Google this guy see what else he's been in and the only thing he'd been in that was of any interest was Priscilla Presley who we went out with for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the guy from the third one, Nick Stahl. There's got to be a flashback. Yeah, Perfectly acceptable. Other, forget is there a flashback from as a kid form? in that one? Mm, no, no, no. Uh, so then Christian Bale. Christian uh, Bale, Jason yeah. Clark. Yeah, you got him. You got him. That seven then. Yeah, it's a seven. So the, the sorry, no, 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 six, six. So you've got the the main guys in the film. So Edward Furlong, Nick Stahl, Christian Bale, and Jason Clark. And then, as I said in T two, he's played. There's a baby, a flashback, and then there's also a flash forward. Which well, that means he's, there isn't a flash forward in T, in Terminator One then. Well, not that we see, not that we see him. Certainly not a named character, anyway. Mm, really. All right. Here's another question for you. Uh, in the Terminator films, only one other character says the says the line "I'll be back." Who is it? Oh, it's John Connor in in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Christine it Bell. is, except Linda Hamilton, uh, Sarah Connor says it in, in the, the trailer, trailer for the new one. New one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Okay, well that don't count because now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, last question. Last, I'll be back. Question: Which which of these actors does not say I'll be back? Firstly, Stallone in Rambo Two. Secondly, Bruce Willis in The Last Boy Scout. Oh, he's got. To. Third, Will Smith in Bad Boys. <laughs> Fourth, Clifton Collins Jr. in The Boondock Saints Two All Saints Day. 
Your favourite film. So I think I think the last and, uh, one. There's one more. There's one more. Jean Claude Van Damme in Sudden Death. <laughs> I, I reckon the last two and the second one are all legit because they're too obscure. The films you've gone for to obscure. Think. Last Boy Scout. Oh, you got Saints too. Got Saints <laughs> I reckon it's. Uh, I I've got to tell you, I, as a patron uh, of this show, I am going to be lobbying hard for Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day the next day. <laughs> well, I, I am very familiar with Bad Boys. I don't recall I reckon it's saying that, so that's one. my vote. You are correct, but actually, it's, uh, Martin Lawrence says it in Bad Boys. So, oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Does he do it in a kind of, haha, I'm doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? Yeah, way. it's definitely a nod, yes. I can't. I must, I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to do that one on the show. <laughs> they, they do in the Bad Boys Three, aren't they? Well, yeah, that's what we're waiting for. January. Uh, we so, got it booked in, Alan. We've scheduled our Bad Boys oh, episode. Oh, it's it's on the oh, dot. Nice. 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 Uh, okay, so the other thing that needs to be addressed here: uh, Christian Bale's anger issues. <laughs> well, before you before you launch into this, can I can I put my cards on the table, Christian Bale? Because I I think he is really overrated. I, I know Sol, you're a fan. I, I, don't, I don't like him. I, I think people say he's a really good actor. He's one of those good actors that you know is a good actor because you can see all the good acting they're doing. Yeah. You know, oh, it's I, just like, I, calm it all I, down, mate. Calm it all down. I think he's I think he's a fantastic actor. I, I think he's one of the few actors working today who really tries to like become another figure rather than just playing himself in different roles. Him and Joaquin Phoenix and Daniel Day-Lewis. I, I think he's fantastic. But... Uh, he also takes a lot of roles where he's just kind of not getting into character as someone else, and he is yeah. just sort of doing it as a bland himself version. And when he does that, mm-hmm. it's boring as fuck. And so his John like Connor this. is shit, and his Bruce Wayne is shit. And yes, I'm only interested in him. I'm only interested in him if he's like lost tw- like fifty pounds and he looks like a skeleton. Yeah. But even then, that's not that's not acting. That's, no, that's I know, obsessive but I, eating. No, I agree, but those films where he's done that are typically very good performances. Him I, in the I fighter, he's excellent in the fighter, he's excellent in the machinist. He's just so. shaking in the fighter. <laughs> I, know, I know what you break. mean, I think he is a good actor, but I think, yeah, I do know what you mean. He's obviously a knobhead. But yeah, I, I, I'm definitely not sold on Christian Bale. And the problem with it is, like, whenever you meet people, it's like, meet them, whenever you look at these people, like Daniel Day-Lewis, you, I mean... Oh, you know he's just pricks. a complete tosser, and it must just be like a yeah. horrible person to work with. Yeah, staying in character deal, after all the way through the film. I, I get the... I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix seems like a nice guy from what I've seen of him. But Daniel Day-Lewis, Christian Bale, yeah, twats. And, but the, so, obviously, we're, we're bringing this up because uh, there's a very famous thing that happened on the set of Terminator. Ding dong. Oh, Ding hello. dong. Hang on. Oh, so, oh, this. Go on, okay, open the door, go on. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But I don't oh, fucking thanks. cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting and fucking around. I'm trying to make a point about Christian Bale. No! Why? What? Hey. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the radio guy in the previous episode who did that that um that song. Steve <laughs> Steve Wright. I thought I'd take a, a Steve tip Wright out in of, the afternoon, yes. I yeah. thought I'd take a tip out of his book. The old Radio One comedy soundboard, soundboard. book. So <laughs> <laughs> a new comedy character, Angry Christian Bale. Professional or not? Oh. Christian, calm down a bit. If you want to come on the show, that's fine. You can. Off the it. fucking set, you prick! Well, no, look, I've, I've got to be here. I'm the host of the show. 
to walk around and rip your fucking lights down? We haven't got any lights, it's just audio. You, you <laughs> misunderstood the concept, I'm afraid. Shut the fuck up, Bruce. <laughs> you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't even deigned to learn my name properly, was I'm gonna go, do you want me to go fucking trash your lights? Fuck is it with you? Fuck are you doing? Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well. I've ruined guess, my career with Christian. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to work together. Oh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think all of our listeners will have heard that? Oh, <laughs> they, I, well, I, I would say it all they. Fam- mu- it was at look, the time. It was very famous, but it was ten years ago. I think all of our listeners of a certain age will have heard it and be familiar with it. I think we have listeners who will be too young to have been aware of it when it was happening. If you haven't heard the the rant, Christian Bale rant, just Google Christian Bale. If rant you haven't it, heard it. Here's the audio dropped into the episode right now. <laughs> Kick your fucking ass! I want you off the fucking set, you prick! Sorry. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. What the, the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No! No! Don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, da-da-da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. Give me a fucking answer! What don't you get about it? I was looking at the light. Oh, good for you! And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. McGee, you got fucking something to say to this prick? Well, somebody should be fucking watching and keeping an eye on him. This is the second time that he doesn't give a fuck about what is going on in front of the camera. All right? I'm trying to fucking do a scene here and I'm going, why the fuck is Shane walking in there? What is he doing there? Do you understand my mind is not in the scene if you're doing that? I absolutely apologize. Sorry, I did not mean anything. Stay off the fucking set, man. For fuck's sake. Right, let's go again. Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again! And let's not have you fucking walking in! Can I have Tom put this on, please? Hey, Tom Wardrobe, please. Can I have Tom Wardrobe? You're unbelievable, man. You're unfucking believable. Number of times you're strolling and fucking around in the background. I've never had a DP behave like this. Ah, you don't fucking understand what it's like working with actors. That's what that is. That's what that is, man. I'm telling you. I'm not asking. I'm telling you. You wouldn't have done that otherwise. No, what it is is looking at the light and making sure that you are... I want to fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up for a second, all right? I'm going to go. Do you want me to go fucking trash your lights? Do you want me to fucking trash them? Then why are you trashing my scene? You are trashing my scene! 
You do it one more fucking time, and I ain't walking on this set if you're still hired. I'm fucking serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this on set. Yeah, you might get it. He doesn't fucking it. Get, it. Know, get it. You might. I get it. He does not get it. And good adjustments, okay? For real. Honestly, I get it. No, I don't need any fucking walking. He needs to stop walking. I get that. I ain't the one walking. Let's get Tom and put this back on. Let's go again. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. Fucking ass. It is, it is, um, it is amazing. And, and I mean... It, it says a lot about Christian Bale. I, and and obviously, like, this is... I, now, I was watching some stuff about this last night, and he did, like, an apology tour thing with it. Like, every obviously, everyone asked him about it, and every... Because they were doing the promotional tour for the film. Everybody was asking about it. And to, I want to give him credit here that he basically always just said, look, I was I was a dick, I was totally wrong, and I shouldn't have done it. And he kind of said, I'm not... No excuses. Because... I, I don't... I don't think anything less of him for this, because he is an actor who tries to get into character and stays in character, he clearly was really bringing his all to this role as much as he could. I mean, he was trying to. Um, did, did he Did he forget that it was a Terminator film about killing robots? <laughs> he, was, he was probably, you know, it was probably one of the more emotional scenes they were filming. He was probably, like, in character trying well, to, to kill get a particularly big place. robot. Um, and I think it's good that he was bringing this much passion and what have you to the role. Uh, and then the fact that he immediately apologized and was like, yeah, look, sorry, I was, I was a dick. There's no excuse. I think if he'd come out and said, it's not my fault, this guy was a dick or, and the fact that he's worked with that guy since, if, you know, it, I looked it up because I was like, well, I wonder if that guy was quietly like ousted. No, he's worked with him again. It's fine. So well, that's it. He, but he, he came out and said, "Oh, look, I, I give no excuses." And then he didn't give any excuses because I was expecting to go, "I give no excuses." But you know, I was very yeah. tired. We've been having a long day. I was doing an emotional scene. It was just it was like very tense on set yeah. at the time. I'll tell you who I'll put, point a finger at. Was this guy moving his fucking lights? What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I, I if you listen to that <laughs> audio. Listen to that audio. Yeah. I mean, that the, the, the guy, Bruce, playing with the lights, it is funny because there is a point where he's... No, 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 no. You, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. Bruce is the producer who is Oh, there. shit. The guy um, called lights is called Shane, I think. That's it. And There's then, a bit where yeah, Shane, like, back talks to him a bit and you hear him, like, probably go for, like, oh, you fucking are! <laughs> you know, like, you probably... You fucking ripped all your lights! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but what, like, McGee should be running that set better and, and, and instead of, instead of the bit where Christian goes... McGee, you want to talk to this guy? And he goes, I, I didn't see anything. He should be going, come on, Christian, let's let's step to one side for yeah. a minute. He should be saying, come on, this isn't, you know, he, he should be taking yeah, command. Or the first AD step. should be, the first AD is in charge, really. He should, yeah. he should be the one trying to make yeah. this happen. Or, but, or a producer. What, well, to me, the most revealing part about that part of the, the, the tape is that you have to call him McGee. That's what you refer to him <laughs> I know, as. That's I not know. his stage name. He's not like, I'll oh, just call me Mike. It's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what really stood out to me about this and why it made me think Christian Bale's an arsehole. It's because this isn't two people shouting at each other having a fight. It's one guy just shouting and the other person giving him nothing back. 
and to sustain for that long, yeah. where everyone yeah. around him is just going, "All right, mate, calm down, no, nothing to worry about." And but he's still so angry. It's like, how yeah, can yeah. you do that? Where is that coming from? Because it's not coming from what's happened, obviously. But yeah, the fact that someone leaked that out is oh well, wasn't it? <laughs> they obviously leaked it because they were like, "This guy can't get away with that." Like, yeah. well, that's that, it. That makes me think that someone doesn't like him and is like, you know, yeah. he's always been a dick. And now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone obviously. in the room. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear it in the clip. You can hear everyone just being like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And to be fair, to be fair, you shouldn't be fucking about with the lights and walking around on set. Filling with your life. That's a, if, that's a, if, if you're filming, <laughs> you're unfucking believable. <laughs> well, I hope it was good because it's fucking useless now. How was it? <laughs> it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again. <laughs> we're doing it live. Oh god. Yeah, you, you never, you never, ever, ever, ever want to be someone that can be so easily compared to Bill O'Reilly. That says it all. <laughs> but can you imagine? He's, he's, because he says in the clip, oh, I'm trying to do this fucking emotional scene with Bryce. Can you imagine don't if you you're Bryce Dallas Howard? You don't understand working with actors, man. That's what that is. That's what that is, man. Yeah, it's, it, but, yeah. But, yeah, but if, can you imagine being Bryce Dallas Howard? You're there, you're trying to do an emotional scene, and Christian Bale does that. And then, but then he goes like, "No, fuck it, let's do it again. Let's do it now. Come on, Bryce, do it!" <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that must be really good, good situation for her. <laughs> well, frankly, she's she's giving nothing in this film. She's bland. <laughs> she looks she looks uncomfortable whenever she appears, and it I, it's probably because of that sort of working condition. Because I've I've seen Bryce Dallas Howard give very good performances and stuff. I think I, I think you're right. I, I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm I'm a big fan of hers. But you're right, she, she doesn't really do anything in this film. But she is better than Claire Danes, but, you know, low bar. Oh, I mean, if you ever get if you ever get the chance, befriend a Hollywood sound man, because they all, they all <laughs> have, like, a little stash of, like, private recordings of, of <laughs> I can tell you a story I once and, heard. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I heard a story from the, the set of Judge Dredd um, with Sylvester Stallone. And the sound, he, and he went off to it. He left his mic on, but he went off to his trailer with a young lady. And the soundman was just hearing him going, "Yeah, cradle those balls, cradle those big Hollywood balls." <laughs> Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. <laughs> no, I can't. I cannot, oh, yeah. I cannot justify the veracity of that story, but it was told to me by a sort of semi-reliable source. <laughs> I did enjoy your impression, though. <laughs> Let's get back to the film. Yeah. Come on. It's, uh, it's, uh, that's the most entertaining thing about this film. Oh, but by a mile. <laughs> so we'll just leave it there. So there is another character in this, played by Sam Worthington, who is theoretically the principal character. Mm. And there's definitely things with him being set up that obviously are loose ends. They're going to be dealt with in a sequel. Like, what what was he in prison for? You know, he's, he mentions, oh, my brother and two policemen are dead because of me. But And I was waiting for that to pay off somehow because obviously this guy's not just going to be like, oh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I just shot people because I'm a nasty piece of work. Obviously, it's going to You're be... You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. He's a nice guy. But then he's not a nice guy. The prologue where he's with Helena Bonham Carter and he kisses her and he said, oh, so that's what death tastes like. All right, mate, don't be a prick about it. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was harsh. So, yeah, Helena Bonham Carter turns up in a kind of 
pointless cameo. So it, it but yeah, again, okay. So this film is like, okay, we're dealing with this Sam Worthington story, and then the John Connor story takes over too much. And but let's look at the Marcus story. He th- he's a human. He he thinks he's a human. It turns out he's a robot, mm-hmm. and it's all part of the robot plan to make robots think they're people to be the ultimate Infiltration. spies. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Really? That's basically it. Yeah, infiltration, and it works. So basically, when Marcus gets to the to Skynet at the end and finds out it's a trap, and he's like, "Oh no, I've been tricked," mm. but you know, it worked. It Good worked. job, Skynet. But he he ultimately rebels, and it seems to get the impression that it, it's like ultimately he's still human because he has a human heart and therefore mm. has emotions, because that's where that's mm. where emotions come from. Uh, <laughs> And that was basically it. And, and then there was this whole bit with the the other woman, uh, played by Moon Bloodgood, who I can't remember the name of, but she, but her character like falls for him in some way and helps him, and none of that quite worked. Like there hadn't been justification enough for that. It was very sort of weak writing, and it felt like they'd had to cut some stuff out to put more John Connor in, basically. And mm. yeah, the whole thing just didn't work, did it? I've been calling in my notes. I've been calling her "Goodnight Moonblood." Is that racist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You, you know what I will say uh, as a positive for this film. Go on. So I, I complained about the uh, the Terminators not being that scary in the first film. Uh, I didn't really get into it, but I meant to. Uh, that that's true of the second film for me as well. Really, when you just see them as metal endoskeletons. Um, I don't really find those things that Im- that imposing. They're kind of creepy looking, but they just seem like little puppety things that are very. F- they just look very frail and not very scary. This is the first time one yes. of those skeletal terminators has had a genuine sense of weight behind it. Has felt genuinely menacing, and it- it's realized very well here. I think. I do think that's a problem with the later films. You, you know, in, in the first Terminator film, the, 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 the Arnold Schwarzenegger model is the scariest thing in the world. And then in the second, we escalate that to the, the liquid Terminator. But, but now in these later films, oh, there's Terminators everywhere. They're all right. You know, we can deal with that. Yeah, there's just yeah. the, the, the threat level drops and, it, and the film loses something for that. Mm. Yeah. And then you got, so you got, yeah, Anton Yelkin is the young Kyle Reese. There's a whole kind of thing with him, but it, he's very passive in all that. It's very much, he's like the damsel in distress that has to be rescued. Mm. So that's kind of not very interesting. And he has this kid with him called Star, which is obviously a, just doesn't go anywhere. That's just setting up for, you know, building more. Is that for future for films? Mm, yeah. Just lots of loose ends because they're obviously building mm. for something bigger that never happened. Mm. And it's just pretty weak stuff. What about the? Uh, do we like the the, the big fuck off Terminator that bursts in and picks them up? And I like drops that. them into a little cage. Yeah, that was a good scene, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, well, that, that, that was a bit like that. Maybe because we said earlier this film's the only one that is really a post-apocalyptic film set after Judgment Day. Yeah, and and. That's the scene just before that, which is where the humans spring out and, you know, who's more dangerous? Is it the zombies or the humans? Yeah. S- same, same principle. But then, oh, it turns out it's this massive fuck off robot that's most dangerous. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's, I, I, I like the giant robot because it's like, it's a new Terminator that doesn't feel like mm-hmm. a downgrade. It's like, oh, yeah, that's something cool that we've yeah, yeah. seen before that makes sense that it would exist in this world. I mean, what I'd like to see now is that. Sent back in time to 1984. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that that would deal with things a bit more efficiently. That would have been my my take for Terminator Genesis. 
you go back to the events of Terminator 1, but you send that back. <laughs> just see how it play out differently. <laughs> That'd be a good 10 minutes short, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's not good film. No. Good effects, good action What, better scenes. than the last one? Yeah. It is, it is visually good, one. and the action scenes are solid, and, and that's... I mean, uh, is good. it better than the last one? Yeah. Yes. Is yeah. it? But but to me it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like the same series. It's yeah. the same universe. But it's just, it's just a completely different kind of film. I'll give this one credit. It's trying to do something new. It's trying to do something vaguely original. So for that, yeah, it's better. I think I'd rather sit through the third one, honestly. This one gets so dull in the middle. It, it just But there's not a lot in it for me. Uh I think there are I think it's just a better shit. made film. Yeah. But not by much, I'll grant you. So, so Christian, what? How did you feel about this film? <laughs> Fuck are you doing? Fuck is it with you? like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I, I just kind of started looking at my phone, and it, it was just on in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Christian, what, what would you say? Would you, would you give it? Would you give it like a six out of ten? No. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, well, yeah. Neither, neither would I. I. I give it a five out of ten. Uh, I think it's just it's that same, just completely bland. But there are little bits where I kind of sit up, and I think mm-hmm. yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, I'm basically the same. I gave it five out of ten. Same. Five out of ten. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit better than the last one. Mm. Yeah. It was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Oh, what, you mean the franchise? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but we did spend a lot longer talking about Christian Bell's anger issues than we did about that film, yeah, which is yeah, telling, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it, is, it was useless then because they rebooted the franchise again, tried to do well, something yeah. with it. Warner Brothers were like, fuck it, we can't do anything with this shit. And uh, they handed it off to these new guys who put a new trilogy into production and they announced release dates. Why has everything got to be a trilogy though? Why, why can't you just make a film? Well, yeah. No money in films. Well, you buy the Terminator franchise, you probably want to get your your money's worth for it. And they knew Mm. that the rights reverted back to James Cameron in 2019. So they were like, right, we've got to get this plan together. We're going to get three movies out of this. They set release dates for Terminator Genesis 2 and Terminator Genesis 3. They were all, like, locked in, ready to go. And so, yeah, we got Terminator Genesis. Uh, Conceptually... I think this one has quite a good idea behind it. The the idea of, well, you know, what what else can you do at this point other than a sort of victory lap nostalgia fest? Let's go back to the events from the first the first film and and revisit them. All right, I can live with that. You've already watered down the franchise. Uh, so of course they got a uh, heavyweight director Alan Taylor in. <laughs> Are you noticing a pattern here? <laughs> with with uh just they're not they're not investing in any real talent are they it's it's <sighs> alan taylor best known for directing game of thrones and the worst marvel movie <laughs> well that was it. it was this was straight after the dark thor wasn't it mm. so obviously they had been buoyed by his success well, we we should probably mention as well. Arnold Schwarzenegger's had an entire political career uh, that's mm-hmm. been and gone at this point. Yes, yeah, so that's why he wasn't really in the last one, isn't yeah. it? Because he was still governor of California at the yeah. time. So and that's it. He, now he's now he's now he's looking for work. That's it. He wasn't opposed <laughs> to being in a, another Terminator film, but he was. Just I have busy. to pay for my divorce. Yeah. Uh, so when he was done being the governor, 
they he came back as a Terminator, and uh, I think he's good in this. I think he's all right. I think he's it's he's got it's the closest he's come to that Terminator Two charm. In, yeah, I, in a film I, I know what you Terminator mean. 2. I know what you mean. I think it basically works. Yeah, it's better than Terminator Three, where he's trying to be something. I don't know what he's trying to do there. Hmm. But this is the old Terminator who's supposed to have grown a little bit and learned emotions or whatever. And yeah, and he's old. I think I think Arnie's the best thing in this. I, I really do. I, I think he's got charm and character. And like like Saul said, it, it, it it's the the best bits of those earlier films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I found I found this really confusing. I remember going to watch this at the cinema. And I found it really confusing and thinking, God, I must have just forgotten what's happened in the other films, and I can't place this together. And but now having having watched them all in the space of a week, I, it wasn't my memory. It was just the timelines all messed up, and it just seems like a random jumble. Well, I, I I had a you know I went to see this in the cinema, and I didn't you know revisit the films leading up to it. So there was a lot of watching it now that was like, oh, that's that's a reference to that one, and that's that bit from that one, and this is what he said he did here, and that was a bit annoying, you know. The the in the first film, he's like, John Connor made me memorize this message to you, and then he recites it, and then in this film, it's just a throwaway. Well, what do I tell her? I'll tell her this. Oh yeah, I've got that committed to memory, yeah. word for word. All right, done. Moving on. And like obviously it's not cinematic to see a guy sat there memorizing like a thing <laughs> that's been written out for him but it's it's conceptually nicer the way it sounds like it happened in the first film than it is seeing it here it takes away from the first film frankly uh but yeah so the cast we've we've covered Arnie he's good uh Amelia Clark this is the first time I'd really seen her in anything of of significance she, she's done a guest uh, voice appearance on Futurama that I wasn't a big fan of at this point. Fucking okay, soul! That is the most soul reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, she's she's the main star of the biggest TV yeah, program of the yeah, last no, decade, no, and you're no, she did a guest voice in Futurama. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, she's she's a perfectly good actor, and but the, this character, the way they've chosen to characterize Sarah Connor in this is like a petulant teen, mm. Um, mm. which sort of feels more like. Uh, John Connor in Terminator 2 and she's supposed to be mid-twenties I guess but it's she's you know she's different to the Sarah Connor we had before because this is one who's been taken away as a child by a robot and and yeah I I could forgive I could forgive the change in character as a result of that she definitely got better hair. Uh, yeah, no, I can understand the change of character, but I also just don't like what they're doing with the character. Yeah. I don't think it's her fault as an actor. I just don't like the character particularly. I'll tell you what's a very curious decision on the part of this film and the people who made it. Casting people throughout the throughout the entire thing, casting people who don't look anything like their <laughs> counterparts that they're supposed to be playing. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. Why? I mean, they're just giving up at this point, aren't they? And and I mean, I said it last week, but wouldn't this film have been better if Amelia Clark had that awful eighties haircut? <laughs> cut. I'd yes. have had so much respect for them if they'd had the balls to give her that haircut. <laughs> and and even if they like gave it to her, and then you know, then she cut it off, or it like got singed off in a fire or something. Just. Oh, because it yeah. When we first see her, she's supposed to be the same age and, and same time as yeah. When we saw but she's got a, she hasn't film. got a nineteen eighty four. And obviously haircut. now she's yeah she's she's this urban warrior now. But 
Which, hairstyles would still be the same exactly. in 1984 than they were in the and other I, and time. I, like. I get, she's more practical, right? Yeah, I get. Maybe she hasn't hair, gone right? for a perm, but give her a different 80s haircut. Don't give her a modern yeah. haircut. It doesn't feel like 1984. And then they blend her in with all the... Oh, it's just... Whatever. But I, I thought that she just looks so young. And I yeah. thought, why have they got someone so young to play her? But I looked up, she's exactly the same age as Linda Hamilton was in, yeah, in 1984. Yeah. So yeah. it's like they're the same age, but she just looks so much younger. Yeah, she does. And yeah. then because she's sort of playing it younger as well, like I say, like a teen, it just feels out of place. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then, and then, continuing the trend of because uh, obviously Sam Worthington doesn't come back, but they were like, well, we need the blandest white men in Hollywood, so let's get Jai <laughs> Courtney and uh, Jason yeah. Clark. <laughs> Jai Courtney, right? Jai Courtney. I, I instinctively disliked Jai Courtney, and I thought, what, what is it that is annoying me about him? And I, I went on his IMDb page, and I thought, what have I seen him in that's that's irritated me? And it was this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd forgotten. I just remembered that I didn't like the man. Well, he was he was set up to be the new Bruce Bruce Willis. Yeah, he was set up to be the new. He was set up to be the new Sam Worthington. Oh God, which he was because he had like two years of this, and then <laughs> that was it. <laughs> What Jason Clark though we we've mentioned this before in our Planet of the Apes episode. It's like like I kind of I like him, but what is he? I agree. I, not... I agree. I I think he's a good actor, but I don't really like. He does not give off him. that star power, does he? It's not no. that star charm that like your Will Smith or your Tom Cruise has. He feels like he should never be cast as anything more than like the dad in Terminator Two who gets stabbed through the head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's another example of John Connor not being, just not fitting in these yeah. films. It's not quite the same as the last film, but, but he's not, yeah, he's not the star. He's not, he doesn't have the gravitas to be this central character in, on the, in the time space yeah. continuum, you know? Yeah. But they, they out and out make John Connor the villain in this one. <coughs> yeah, which I, I think's a, a, a decent concept. But then my problem with it was he says, look, I'm part robot, part human. I'm still me, but I've got like robot bits. This is a this is like we've come to a peaceful pact, Skynet, so humanity can continue with like the next stage of evolution. Nothing he says is bad, other than some like knee jerk. Oh, I'm scared of robots. I've been trying to kill us, kind of <laughs> thing. So John Connor, uh, Sarah Connor, and Kyle Reese are like, no, fuck that. We're going to kill you. We have to stop this. Why? What's what's so bad if 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 that happens to every single person in the future and they all become human robots? Well, because he's not himself anymore, is it? They've tampered he with his mind. Have they? Yeah, because he now he's not trying to kill robots anymore. Well, yeah, but that's because he's got cool robot powers and stuff. He mm-hmm. still seems to be pretty much the same person as before. If his personality went, if it was like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and he looked at them and went, well, yeah, supposed, I think he's supposed to be a different person. Yeah, I think. I don't think it plays yeah, very well. I, I think he's been he's been borged. Yeah, <laughs> borged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that would be an interesting way to take this franchise, which they never quite do. Is like at what point, if you have like machine upgrades, does that make you less human? But I think they're going to do that I, I in think, this new film. Actually, I think the film needs to get into it more than it does. I, I think conceptually, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's a cool idea to play with, but they just yeah. they don't dig into it enough. They're just like, well, obviously that's scary and bad. What do we what do we think of the design of the Terminator in this one? Well, it's not Terminator, is he? But you know, the sort of micro bead effect rather than liquid metal. What, what do you think Which of Which one? Well John Connor, he seems it's it's similar to Robert Patrick, but it's it's, it's this kind of nanobot thing. 
Yeah, rather than liquid. It's... I think it's realised pretty well. Yeah, it's it's. Um... Yeah, I do. And there's a cool effect as he as he sort of melts through the floor at the end, mm. and he sort of comes through that metal floor. He just turns himself into beads and falls through. Mm. It's quite, a nice effect in the sense of like it's a new new spin on that technology, but it doesn't bring anything new to it. Like no. T one thousand compared to T. 800 is like it, it, it changes. Yeah, I think the I said this earlier that this is my problem with the T1000. That's like easily the best, most effective killing machine. Yeah. And, and so this, why, why hasn't, why was that only in the second one? We've not upgraded on that since. And, and this film, this film understands that, I think. They have a T1000 in it chasing them. I, I, I found this film boring. That's the truth of it. I, you yeah. know, it was, it was tedious. And I just was looking at my watch thinking, come on, let's get on with it. I don't I don't particularly care for the stuff set in the future, but whatever. But then we go back in time to nineteen eighty four and we get a load of playing around with footage from the original film. Recreating the original mm-hmm. film, which is quite cool. I, I that def- that I liked quite that. early on and I was very much like, Alright, I'm in. What, what's and it's going done on very like this? it's done very yeah. well, um, mm-hmm. in terms of the effects. Uh, they they do make curious decisions to recast some of the people with people that look nothing like they do in the original film again. Like the uh, homeless Bill Paxton. So they do all this 1984 stuff, and you know what? I enjoyed all this. Like it, it, it is just yeah. pure coasting on nostalgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was fun. I liked it. it, it, it I feel like but you can I, do a victory lap. With I did like thing. it, but but it there was a it left a bit of a, a taste for me because basically the first 15 minutes we get rid of we we dispatch the villains from the first two films, and that that just felt a little bit disrespectful <laughs> like yeah. th- these were big monsters and you've just got rid of them in 15 minutes so you can move on with your bullshit genesis story yeah but i, I didn't like in it the first film it's you know it's it's a normal person caught completely off guard and someone set back in time with no no time to prepare anything like that i understand whereas yeah this one i felt like it was justified they they had to build an incredibly elaborate trap to take out that t1000 yeah. so I'm, i was all right with it and I like that it wasn't just another vat of lava as well. Like I was, I was all right with that. Another big load of molten steel. I, um, I must admit, I was. I don't think I ever quite grasped why Arnie's there, why they've changed the time, how they've changed the timeline, who sent him back this time. It's not explained. I don't know if they I were quite gonna, took it all on board. No, they not. were gonna. Is it, yeah, is it not explained? Or was I just not yeah, taking they, it? They, in they were going to explain how he got sent back and who did it in a sequel, I believe. I pretty much just kind of went with like, all right, this is happening. I'll yeah, just yeah, yeah. You can go go away with it; it's fine. But it, it's yeah. They they apparently had properly mapped out this series and knew exactly what they were going to do with it, and that was going to be part of a subsequent film. And so, so is that not happening now, Sol? Because you said that the rights have gone back to yeah, it's not happening. Hammond. So why was that? Is the film did this film just not? It, up, it did really one. badly critically, and I think it underperformed uh, financially. Although it, you know, it made money, but um, I don't think it made as much money as people were hoping for. And there was probably an air of people aren't going to turn up for the sequel. But yeah, anyway, the, the, so then Arnold Schwarzenegger's arms been dis- dissolved away by the acid, and he says, "I can't go through time now because because uh, my arms metal." It's like hmm. fucking. Wrap a bit of bacon on it for fuck's sake! Like, <laughs> yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> they, they, right? They say they say it has to be living tissue. Well, put some moss on it, or like, or just wait. 
wait like until it grows back and then go in forward in time to the same point as them and meet them there anyway. I, I, no, they only had enough power or, for one thing. That was it. Or just take your arm off. You're a robot. <laughs> and I like that he obviously knew he could do that, and he was like, "I'm not taking my arm off. Fuck off." And he, <laughs> <laughs> but um, whatever. So that annoyed me, but it was fine because it was you know why couldn't he just wait it out the long way? And now this was a real missed opportunity, I think, because the obvious thing to do here is they have to jump forward in time to 1991, surely. Yes, but, clearly. But and do some nostalgia for the second film. Yeah, and that this should have been the whole film. They they do 1984 to 1991, and then they jump forward to like the present or whatever. They can just about acknowledge the third one if they have to. They we see a bit of Judgment Day, but. Like the bulk should be in the first two films, but I, I I don't know. Maybe they were saving that for the next one or whatever. Because there's not a lot of Terminator Two in here, and they jump forward to 2017, two years in the future from the point that the film was released. So basically, present day, and that mm. that at that point the film just like stops being the great bit of nostalgic fun that it could be, and it was starting to lose me. But you know how it got me back. I do. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons popped up. J.K. Simmons. Another loose end, though. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. He's fun, though. I can I can just watch him do anything. But the, the, <laughs> the weird thing about that is that he's supposed to be the same character that Kyle encounters as a police officer when he first lands in 1984. But that character is like, oh, my God, I'm in a gunfight. I don't know. I'm just my first day on the job. Oh, Mr. Bean, like kind of character. Which fits with what kind of what J.K. Simmons is doing is still a kind of bit of a bumbling character, mm. but he also says at one point that he joined the Marines straight out of school and that he was serving yeah. the Marines before he became a police officer. It's like you know why are you were, like you surely that sort of military training yeah. would make you a bit more calm in a, a yeah. I did. I did love the idea of bringing back a character from the original series in that capacity. I kind of wish. I kind of wish they'd found someone from Terminator One or Two who'd like survived, like. Uh, like the 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 psychiatrist guy in Terminator yeah. Two, or some someone like that who's someone still else from alive, that police station. who could be like, yeah, I saw this thing, and and then, but I like it conceptually, even though it's not done as well as they could have done. And you're right, it would have been better if he was a total like badass J.K. Simmons, all beefed up like he did for Officer Gordon in the DC universe. <laughs> um, well, as we move towards the end of this film, yeah. The- I've written the word bored several times here. Um, yeah. yeah it, and, it, it, but but I said earlier about about how Arnie was the best thing in this. And I'm going to confess this. At the end, where, where he's being, where he's basically committing suicide, and he says, Galeries protect my Sarah. I had, a, I had a tear in my eye. I really did. I genuinely, I was like, I can't believe I am emotionally reacting to this, <laughs> but I am. So, so clearly there was something there. That he, he was well, doing something. Yeah, look, I mean... I don't hate this film, I'll be honest. I don't think it's that bad. I I think this film is guilty of... It's terrible compared to the first two. It it reduces the concept of Terminator movies to just like another episode in a TV show. It's Mm. not really the big cinematic extravaganza it ought to be. But after Terminator 3 and Terminator 4, I'm alright with that. They've already taken a shit all over the franchise. So... yeah. I didn't mind it, and 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 I I don't mind Terminator getting to that level. I I was happy to sit through it. It's not great, but there's enough going on to keep me entertained for the majority of it. To be perfectly honest, so 
I mean, do we have anything else to to add, or should we rate? Them? Well, I just want to say I think it was quite messy. I think yeah, the, and the the John Connor's motivation, like I wasn't quite sure what he was doing. Was he threatening them? Was he trying to lure them in? Was he trying to win them over? Mm. It was kind of very messy in that sense. And I thought the sexual tension that we're trying to build between the two leads was very poor. Yeah, and that whole thing didn't work. Either. But no, but no, no worse than in the first Terminator. Yes, but that's the worst element <laughs> yeah. of a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was kind of leaning towards this could just be a six, and then it was just like the payoff of all this love story and him mm. finding his young version of himself. Ah, oh, fuck you, it's five. Yeah, so I gave it five. Fair enough. Well, I, I, I'm saying I'm giving it a five as well. I thought, I, I, I thought that the. the the timelines that they were trying to do were, were confusing. Uh, every time I tried to think too hard about it, it annoyed me. Oh, it's, they, they've they've completely. Whilst I liked, given up whilst I liked the the sort of tribute to the earlier films, I also felt it was like I said, it was a little bit disrespectful in terms of how it dispatched those those um, those first films and sort of dismissed them a little bit. Uh, so I, anyway, I gave it a five. I gave it a five. I don't mind this one. Like I say, I can sit through it. I've watched it twice now, and both times it kept me fairly engaged. I think I think this is the best of the the bad ones by a mile. The best of the sequels since the second one by mm. a mile. Um, so I, I, I'll acknowledge this is an incredibly generous score, but I, I'll give it a seven. Mm. And that might be partly right. bolstered by the fact that when I first went to watch this in the cinema... Uh, I just started a new job and they weren't ready for me to start. So I was literally paid to watch this film the first time I went to see it. <laughs> so that probably did help a bit, but um, I am glad that they're not making the next two, though. I'm glad we're getting what we're getting instead. Which is what? What is it? Uh, so the rights reverted back to James Cameron. Everyone was excited because they were like, ooh, is he going to direct Terminator 3? This would be amazing if he does. Uh, no, of course he's not. He's making Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, uh, 39, and then that's it. 39th one is the last one. Okay, good. Until they reboot it with someone else. Um, so, But he is producing this film. And I think that's very important. He's producing it, and yeah. it's a story of his. So this is the first time he's been involved with the franchise since the first two. So I'm I'm genuinely cautiously optimistic for this one. It's being directed mm. by Tim Miller, who's best known as the director of Deadpool, which is okay. a curious choice, but all right, fine. I I think the trailers look promising. Nothing about the plot that I can gather seems to be particularly interesting, but I like that Arnold Schwarzenegger's coming back as an as an old Terminator who's, you know, I mean, he's done that already, but <laughs> I like that he's getting even older. You know I like it when characters get old. It's one of my things. <laughs> I like that Edward Furlong is coming back as John Connor. I think we're yeah. finally going to get... Has Edward Furlong acted? Or is it... What, what, what's Edward Furlong's story since being a child star? A lot of drugs. I don't think he's probably the best actor in the world, and uh, I think he's largely been doing very low-budget, shitty, you know... Drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I I worked with someone who produced a film that had him in it, put it that way. He's he's, uh, he's been operating at that level. (laughs) He's he's down at your level. (laughs) So, 
yeah, but Linda Hamilton's coming back, and and again, this is why the Halloween parallels were the present in my yeah. mind for the first film. You know, she's come back as a hardened, full on badass, much older Sarah Connor. Yeah, I'm not sure I like that. I like it. I, I dare I ask about the, the you know the timeline and how this fits with what we already know. Well, I I general convention seems to be that they're just ignoring the third film onwards and retconning it, and this is just a direct uh, okay. sequel to the first two. Which I, I don't know if okay. I like that, but this is such a like film with multiple timelines and so on. I can probably do the mental gymnastics to make them all work together. But if you're going to bring back Linda Hamilton and Ed Furlong, then that's okay, I think, because it's like yeah. you're saying, like, yeah, we're going back to the, the yeah. original here. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, I can't help but be kind of excited for it. The new there's a new weird liquid Terminator in the trailers that's somehow meant to be an upgrade, even though it doesn't really come across like any better than the T-1000. I reckon Robert Patrick's in this film. I don't think they've made any sort of official announcement but I'd be su- I reckon he'll come back for James Cameron. They'll digitally de-age him. And- mm. I bet he can't run like he used to. <laughs> yeah, but all effects in it you can do it. <laughs> have you seen uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? I have, yes. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but conceptually... <laughs> We could apply the same logic. Why the hell is Skynet pissing about in 1984? Well, yeah, All they yeah. need to do is hack com, and they just go back to, you know, Tudor England. Well, I, I, Blackadder. I was wondering this and, with, you know, I, I, when I watch The Terminator, I always think, well, why doesn't The Terminator go back in time to when the first fish crawled out of the sea and step on it? Yeah, stomp but on I'll it. But I'll tell you why. It was, it's almost certainly because... The, there's some dialogue, isn't there, about they, all the records were destroyed and they only knew that Sarah Connor yeah. would be here at this time, at this, you know. The machines need the humans to make the machines. They just need to kill the one who is like the... They can't change history too rebels. much. This is, this is the thing, this is the causality stuff that annoys me. I, I don't want to think too hard about it. Nevertheless, I would like to see Arnold Schwarzenegger stomping around Tudor England, <laughs> smashing people up. It'd be great, yeah. yeah I'd love it. Tudor England, um, Victorian England. I, I like to see some steampunk. Maybe he becomes Henry VIII somehow. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see. He goes back to uh, caveman times, fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ter- a dinosaur Terminator! They send a t- a, a T Rex back in time <laughs> to kill a T Rex. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. What do you think, Alan? Do you think this new film's going to be any good? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a go, but but my hopes aren't that high. I no, can't. I think it's going to be. Yeah, I I can't right. bring myself to um, be fully excited for it. But I also can't bring myself to like completely. I like the trailer. Yeah, I did enjoy the. Trailer. I like the trailer. I I can't bring myself to completely give up on it. I, I, there's part of me that's like, no, they could do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should uh, finish there. I think we should give the last word to Christian Bale, though. Oh, okay. Christian, you still here? You still, you still with us? You got, you got something to say? Don't shut me up. Oh well, I didn't. You, you just didn't say anything for ages. Don't you get about it? Well, yeah, I mean, you just went quiet. I, I, I... Oh, good for you. Yeah, I mean, it was good for us. We we were able to carry on recording the episode without too much distraction. It was. Thanks thanks for that. Nice guy, but I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this. Well, 
why? This, I mean, this could go on forever, guys. So you might want to jump in. I was just thinking. No. I was just thinking if I'm going to edit this just by fading out <laughs> slowly. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I'm going to whip your fucking lights down. Oh, I, well, uh, it's actually daylight, Christian. This is uh, that's coming in through the window. I, I, I don't know how you're going to. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. I'm not. I'm not sorry. Don't I... fucking trash him. What? You're unfucking believable. <laughs> No, I think you, you're you're unbelievable, Christian. I think it's about time someone actually stood up to you. Don't you, and... you fucking understand? Oh my! Right. Fuck! <coughs> so, uh, thank you for listening to Diminishing Returns. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, go to our Patreon. It's patreoncom forward slash returns. Just one dollar a month, you get all the extra content. Uh, uh, we do diminished reviews of new films coming out. We'll be doing one of Terminator Dark Fate and. Of course, you can always rate us on iTunes. That helps our reputation and helps bring in new listeners. Go to our Facebooks, facebook.com forward slash Diminishing Returns Podcast. There you can communicate with us. You can send us a message. You can tell us what films you want us to do or, or you could uh, tell us your opinions on films as other people on there talking. But in the meantime, we just thank you for listening. We hope to see you again next week. Goodbye. Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur.